At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Naked Pine. M.I.P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Naked Pine. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, as you know, I was in uh, Texas with Bishop Barber on the march from Georgetown to Austin, Texas, standing up for voting rights in Texas. Texas has become one of the ground zeros, if not the ground zero, in this uh, voting rights movement, in this movement to stop voter suppression. Who better to talk to at this hour than the president of the state conference of the NAACP in Texas, our dear friend and brother, longtime supporter of the show as well. He's one of Make It Plain's biggest promoters, y'all. People hear about Make It Plain from Gary Bledsoe. They said, I saw Gary Bledsoe and he was telling me about the show, Mark. So we always appreciate him. Gary, welcome back to Make It Plain, brother. How are you? Oh, pretty good. And Mark, always glad to be here. And, you know, I've always been and continue to be one of your biggest fans. So I, I you make it plain, you, you know. You're, 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, brother. I'm named. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So tell us about the state conference. Of course, uh, um, Gary is an activist attorney as well, everyone, a scholar and a teacher, a law professor. Tell us what the state conference is doing, how it's taking on the issues with the Texas state legislature. Well, we worked uh, very closely with the Texas Legislative Black Caucus during the session. We, with the the new leadership there, Nicole Collier and Ron Reynolds, they have uh, really good uh, insight and they have a beautiful attitude towards partnering with other African-American organizations. So we work very closely with them. We work very closely with the League of Women Voters and League of United Latin American Citizens. And we did many events from taking out full page ads and and newspapers to coordinating individuals to show up and testify against the bills to rewriting the bills and getting many of our amendments passed with a version that ultimately was not adopted but would have been much better if it had been adopted. So it goes on and on. The number of activities we had with the different communities, different faith groups, whether it was Christian churches or or synagogues or mosques, we had uh, religious people from all over that would be there with us. And we continue to do that even since the regular session. We had a rally two weeks ago 
in Austin with the League of Women Voters, Texas Impact, and League of United Latin American Citizens trying to continue to bring attention. And we're working with ministers now to try to work together different sermons or what have you, citing scripture. I know one of the rabbis did such a tremendous job. I wanted to reach out to some of the Christian ministers to get them to do the same thing. And so they're trying to put that together in terms of how we get into the church houses and start influencing the people that can make a difference because, you know, we're in a different world now. It's not like it was when Thurgood Marshall and Charles Hamilton Houston fought those battles. We're talking right now to people who really don't care. Uh, what Martin Luther King knew and Thurgood Marshall and those guys is that people might be conservative, but there was a certain way to reach many of the folks who were in power at that time. We're in a different day now. People are indeed movement politicians, movement judges. So right or wrong has no moment and no quotient. The only thing that matters is whether or not you continue in office. And so we have to look for those levers to try to move people. So we try to make sure that we're sophisticated and so that the limited time and resources that we have and the actions that we can take because we're all limited because of our numbers, and that we try to do that strategically so that we can try to move the ball and try to get people who can nudge the decision makers. Uh, but Texas, you said something that's really prophetic earlier because we really are the ground zero right now. And not because I'm trying to be pro-Texas. I wish we weren't ground zero, to be very honest with you. But because of our population numbers, uh, Texas was 49.4% of its adult population in 2010 were African-American and Latino. And that number has grown. 80% of Texas growth was black, brown, and Asian since 2010. So we're looking at fears of a majority-minority population. And so that more than the Trump lie is that is what's at the root of what's occurring in Texas. People are trying to make sure that black and brown people are not able to share power. And so they're coming up with all kinds of different ideas and initiatives. The the laws that were proposed this past time were extremely well thought out. Uh, they were thought out by think tanks with a lot of money behind them and they sought ways and found ways to undermine voter efforts for people who look like us or who think like us to start from the very beginning from voter registration and go all the way through how you actually count ballots. Uh, you know, it was so incredible that they had things that were actually included in the bill that came out of the, the committee that was conference committee of the Senate and the House after they passed different versions. They came up with 20 pages of new laws. Now think about that, 20 pages mm -hmm. of new laws and then once it's revealed uh, by like the Trump law to allow a judge in space of his own whim to make a decision and change the outcome of an election, everyone says, well, we didn't put it in there. When, we, when they destroyed souls to the polls, um, they said, well, we don't know how that happened. So that's pretty amazing to me that you've got 20 pages of new legislation and that they were trying to force the Democrat, Democrats to vote on, and they didn't even know how it got in there. Why was it so important the way you tried to make the Democrats vote on it? Yeah, yeah. So on um, Wednesday, state legislators from around the country came to D.C. in support of the Texas state legislators who left the state to prevent the quorum. And I believe Friday is the 30th day of the special session. So this thing won't get through. But I believe the governor is still threatening, Abbott is still threatening to call one special session after another, correct? Until this is, until he's able to push this voter suppression legislation through, correct? 
Well, yeah, then pushed it through, but that's his plan. And so right. we need to be strategic. And so what I'm hoping, one thing that we've, the, the House members have been kind of the leaders on this because they're the ones who broke quorum. But the same law applies in the Senate. And so what I'm hoping is that the senators, uh, we need two more Democratic senators to break ranks. Nine did. There are 13. It takes 11 to break quorum in the Senate. So we're hoping that somehow the Democratic senators can break rank this time so you don't have to depend mm. so much on the House members. Because I think what the leadership in Texas feels is that all they need to do is keep having special session after special session, and they'll break the backs of the Democratic legislators. Because how long can you stay out? How expensive is it? And how much is the personal cost to you, your family, your business? So I think that that's what's actually being done now. But I, th- I think that we, we have some potential. We just need to put together efforts to try to, to get two of those other four senators to decide they're going to break ranks. So what's the hesitation that they're having in terms of breaking ranks? Well, I don't know. I think uh, like there's one, I don't want to mention the name, that I really have the utmost confidence in. And he just thinks you work within the system and doesn't see the wisdom. But... He's been one of the ones that's passed the most progressive legislation has always been there when you need him. So uh, we're just going to have to try to come at him in a different way. And I think others don't want to have the breach of a relationship with the lieutenant governor. The lieutenant governor is the most powerful person in Texas. The lieutenant governor knows how to wield power. He ran Trump's campaign here in Texas. And I think he even does things that really forces, that he forces the governor's hand. I think the governor understands that the real power is with the lieutenant governor, and and he understands that. And so that's what's occurring. That's why the the Senate uh, has been large and in charge. Yeah, yeah. More MIP after this message. So just to highlight some of what this bill has. First of all, explain to audience, if you would, this this new ID situation, or not new, but but you'd be required to have both your social security number and your driver's license number to apply for a mail-in ballot. Do I have that, that correct? Yeah, and that's dangerous because of right. um, everything with trying to, uh, your identity being stolen and things of that nature, requiring that it be such an impediment and a deterrent for people to disclose such private information in order to be able to obtain a ballot to vote absentee. You know, voting absentee, we haven't seen the issues that have been identified. They haven't brought any folks forward that have been falsifying uh, applications to get ballots. So this really isn't a problem, but they have put all kinds, it it, it could go on. Let me just, uh, you mentioned that, but let me just say they, they have there are requirements now on voter registration. And, and so there are going to be people who have issues with voter registration or have issues with being selected on juries because of some issue with registration or whatever. You're going to be automatically referred over to the attorney general. So you're going to create a database for the attorney general to go after. And, mm-hmm. and the attorney general we have has really been very bellicose in terms of the things they've said about minority voting and seeking to prosecute people. You know, they just uh, indicted an African-American man who mistakenly voted, but you don't go 
people and give an interview to the media for the national media if you know that you didn't have a right to vote. So the man just made a mistake, but then he gets, mm-hmm. he gets indicted and put on a $100,000 cash bail. Now, then they're, they're making examples out of the lives of people. So um, uh, that that does not bode well there. There are all kinds of impediments to disabled voters where you uh, limit how individuals can provide assistance to disabled voters, clearly mm-hmm. violating federal law, where you have to you require the disabled voter to disclose various information about them and their disability or their problem or their issue. And you even pit the person that assists the voter against the voter because you try to have them independently answer what the reason of the need is for them to have someone to support them. So they actually would try to turn friends against each other. So mm-hmm. it, it's just, uh, it's very uh, nasty. Then you go to the early voting issue and the data shows that uh, early voting in the in the late hours of the night and late in the evening of black and brown people maybe because of the jobs we have in the daytime so it's going to have have a disproportionate impact on black and brown people you look at the issue of the drive-through voting that was legal this last time and it's women who took the greatest advantage of that so it's going to have a disparate impact against women you look at the issues relating to all the lists that are going to be created for people because of assisting folks at voting or needing an impediment and you provide that information and people will start investigating and maybe bringing up nefarious investigations and one of the biggest things i haven't mentioned that i probably should have mentioned even first you know we've had a real problem with poll watchers in texas you know right, right, right. the texas poll watcher groups have been so hostile towards the African-American community that they're becoming popular around the country and they're being imported and brought to train people in other countries. And, you know, one of the interesting things, if you look at that Common Cause video that was leaked where uh, someone for Common Cause actually taped a training session for Republican poll watchers in Harris County, and it was truly biased and bigoted mm-hmm. in the nth degree to me. They didn't use the, the word. They didn't use a, a, a slur. They didn't refer to race. But when you start talking about the violence down here and the problem the people down here at the Willow Avenue Church, mm-hmm. you know, you need to have to be tough people. We, we're trying to get a brigade. We don't have a problem. And, and they point to the white neighborhood. These are good neighborhoods. These are good people. We don't need you here. We need you down here. I mean, you, you look at codes like that, you understand the dynamic. And we had, let me tell you, some of the things we had, we had, we had poll watchers that was so bold and during the pandemic they refused to wear masks and they would they would come up to every black and brown voter they would let the white voters just go vote they'd walk up to the black and brown voter and get close to your personal space and and you don't have on the mask and people and the word gets out and all that that helps to suppress the vote and this new law makes it clear that that they can always do that because it says uh, the laws that they that they ran away from this time said the poll watcher had a right to be close enough to see and hear, and so that's up to them and their own determination. And and they they took the authority away from election judges. In Texas, the law has always been that election judges have the same power of a district judge in their precincts, and mm. that's enormous power. Yeah, it is. They changed that to where they don't have power. All they do now is have power to warn and then call the police. Uh, on a poll watcher. So a poll watcher can do whatever they want and cause whatever damage. But when you add all these things together with poll watchers being able to do what they want, do what they wish, and go up and breathe on people, uh, they 
when you add the time, because if they start questioning people and their ballots, that, that takes more time. You're going to uh, cause for elections to, to have long lines and take a whole lot more time for people to get through an election line. That's another voter suppression tactic. Uh, that's being employed. So it goes on and on. And the bill that came through the conference committee during the regular session that allowed for a judge just to veto an election, that's not in the law that was propounded, the laws that were being discussed in the special session. But they did have a provision that would allow people just to think if you did something wrong in the campaign, even if you won, to come out and sue you or sue somebody who's working uh, on your campaign and file individual suits that you have to pay for individually. So you have to pay for your legal representation and then it creates a cause of action against you. And so you can have losing candidates going to sue winning candidates all the time. So what it'll do is it creates nonsense. It'll make people, uh, it'll discourage people from being involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More MIP after this message. So what is next in terms of the NAACP strategy? Uh, this special session obviously ends this weekend. Is the NAACP directly involved in trying to get the two other senators you need to take some of the pressure off the House members? Just what, what's next for you all? Well, we have, we've reached out to uh, some of the uh, House members. and going to reach out to some of the senators and try to see what we can do with that. We're working on a program with National now where a nationalist kind of part, partnered with the Legislative Black Caucus, as we had partnered with before. We kind of wanted to see that happen. And what we're trying to do is, with great urgency, put together a campaign that can lead to Joe Manchin actually agreeing to some kind of circumstance that will allow us to get a bill passed that will make a difference and stop some of these things from happening. And, you know, we need to make sure that too many people uh, talking about we need the perfect bill. We need H.R. 1. But, you know, H.R. 1 is great. There's not a provision in there was, uh, that I have a problem with. But we need to, we need to, the, the dam's going to burst. So it isn't that we need to get the whole brigade in. We need to do what we can to stop that dam from bursting right now. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so whatever little measure we can get, whether it's a preclearance measure preventing uh, or, or just a law preventing legislatures from being able to overturn the election of voters or being able to take over uh, election apparatuses like they've done doing in, in, in Georgia, you know, I think those kind of things can go a long ways. So uh, that seems to be the effort that we need to work on. And so we need to make this a problem where we get white America to come out or because, uh, you know, I think Rabbi Neil Blumhoff said at one of our conferences together that my brother's problem is my problem. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to reach out and say, look, that's the, we need to get the white suburban voters. We need to get moderate conservative voters who maybe don't agree on some policy issues, but who do believe in the fundamental right of individuals of all colors to be able to vote in this uh, uh, country because they want to further democracy. And so what we're trying to do with the national NAACP and the Black Caucus is try to reach out to individuals who haven't been part of this discussion. Because you know, one thing that uh, when you get a little older, you kind of learn people, generally speaking, don't make decisions because of what's right and wrong. They make decisions because of what's in their personal uh, interest. And I think what's at stake here is really the democracy in this country. I think people like and cherish this democracy. I think there's some, some really incorrigible folks uh, that are on the other side, probably only about 30 or 40 percent of that group who would like to see us even move away from a democracy because they right. fear black and brown uh, voters so much. 
uh, but most other folks, even that support them, don't really understand the import of what they're doing. And so we need to really try to educate people that, you know, look, you guys, you can go and beat us at the ballot box, but don't try to change the rules of the game to where it's unfair and where you win every time. But, you know, the laws in Texas that were proposed uh, over the summer are so effective and so comprehensive that the 1923 legislature that that passed the law said black people could not vote in the democratic primary which is the only primary that mattered at the time that legislature would be proud of these laws because they go that far and they really and and i heard liz cheney earlier today say that she didn't think that there was a racial motivation behind these bills and so people like that who we might be able to talk with we need to somehow be able to reach them and say no we need to sit down with you representative cheney because uh maybe because of the people who you've talked to what information you have that's what you believe but let me show you uh the information because this is really more about democracy than anything else and you know if it goes to that we're not going to have the the best kind of society to live in and it's not going to be the uh, the kind of society that that is good for all of us and so i think it's a negative in it for white people the same it is for black and brown people yeah yeah ultimately it is and and we continue to if for them it's continuing to live a lie and ultimately i mean to even be practical about it the things we vote for, the things we fight for as African-Americans and other people of color in the long run tend to help them, too, whether they want to admit it or not. Uh, <laughs> so, yep. you know, I mean, as you, I mean, people don't like oh, Obamacare, but, but they like the affordable care. In this country, they came from us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the contributions we made. So, uh, folks, this is great work that the Texas State Conference is doing, that Gary Bledsoe was always doing. Gary, we need to get you in here more often to keep us updated. Uh, so, so again, special sessions last 30 days. That'll end this weekend. They'll probably call another one. Yeah, some yeah. long may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'll, they'll keep doing this. So there are a lot of different things up in the air. And, and this is very serious, folks. I mean, they, people want to, the governor wants to lock up duly elected state legislators, House members, for trying to prevent a bill that would keep us from voting. I mean, that's I mean, how much more transparent we, we've got and we've got to create an environment, Gary, where there are consequences for that kind of behavior. They they seem to think that they can do that. And there are no consequences with their base or anyone else. But it's it's you know, we have to be able to vote and we have to show people that we will not tolerate that. And people who even show an inkling or a smidgen of having that type of mentality can be done away with and voted out of office. Now, of course, that's going to take some of the other side, like you said, the Liz Cheney's of the world or whoever. Now, her own father referred himself as Darth Vader. So these folks are worse than, than that now. What can be worse than Darth Vader? So so this is a this is a fight we're in. The NAACP is always in it with us and for us. And we're thankful to the president of the Texas State Conference, my dear friend and brother, Gary Bledsoe. Brother Gary, fired up? Ready to go. Love you, brother. Love you, too. <laughs> Take care. Always great to see you. Yes, sir. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.